0: Welcome to the Empowered Simply Podcast, episode three. In this episode, we're going to take the next step in thinking about goals. It isn't enough to have goals or well-articulated goals. We need to learn to effectively manage them. What goals are too big to tackle all at once? How can we reasonably use our resources to make progress? And what do we do when things get tough? As always, thank you. I'm truly hopeful you decide this content is helpful and worth your time. I'm excited at the chance to have you as a listener and wish I could get this content out quicker. Learning any new and complex thing takes time, so if you're ready, be willing to put in the time. If you have not checked out the Empowered Simply YouTube channel, please take a look. There are slides that include some visuals along with audio that may be helpful. In Episode 2, we talked about the importance of a well-articulated goal and some strategies to help identify and clarify goals. We talked about framing your goals based on actions, not outcomes, because that allows you to make clearer progress. We also talked about empowerment skills and went through a few examples. Awareness is a key empowerment skill, so please go back to episode 2 if you're interested in hearing more about how to become aware and how that can improve empowerment. Most people have too many goals to reasonably explore at the same time. The potential issue is this. With too many goals to effectively work towards, it is easy to establish a pattern where the goal becomes something more like a hope or a dream. It is a thing that is out there as a possibility, but you're not actively doing anything to approach it. It can come to feel like you're ineffective, a failure, or whatever other term you choose to use. And there are further effects of having those thoughts and feelings about your progress. These thoughts and feelings are predictable because you have simultaneously said you want to accomplish something, yet you have not done anything to actively make that thing more likely. We're going to talk about a different approach, where rather than just having hopes and dreams, on the other hand, you can instead place that goal in a holding queue to be pursued later. In this case, it is an opportunity to be activated at another time. Through your awareness of things like timing and resources, you establish that other things need to be priorities now. A key point in this is that it is better to think of it as an important thing for when you're prepared, and not something that is being put off because it isn't important. The underlying skill that is most helpful here is realistically evaluating your ability to take on a certain number of things. If you don't take on very much, you may be slowing your growth. If you take on too much, you may become overwhelmed and inefficient. The key to figuring this out is being able to evaluate if you're making progress. As we've already talked about, identifying progress will be the key to so many things. The simple impact of being aware and prioritizing among goals now means you won't feel like a failure relative to that goal, and you will instead make progress. If you don't take on a particular goal now, it doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you can't do it. And it doesn't mean it's not important. Instead, the process should have to do with realistically setting yourself up to make progress to a reasonable set of goals. And again, these goals should be defined based on action. As you make sufficient progress and have the resources to consider additional goals, then you add those. Large goals are usually made up of many smaller goals, some of which may be easy and others that may be quite difficult. To be as effective as possible, we need to learn to identify both what the steps are and how well we are currently prepared to take on those next steps. The tricky thing is many people will not know if they have thought of all the smaller steps and there's a tendency to overlook small but potentially important things. This is again where writing things down can help make sure there isn't something you're overlooking. A good general guideline is to try to write down the steps it takes to accomplish the goal. For example, if you wanted to address a health goal, then you could start to write down the actions that you would need to meet that goal. It Might include things like going to a gym, increasing the frequency you're going, identifying the times you will go, what may need to be removed from your schedule to have time to be able to go to the gym, how you can prepare the night before to help make sure you go to the gym, Thinking about things like healthy snacks or grocery lists, friends who might join you occasionally to help with motivation, playlists for things you will listen to, and so on. The idea is to be in a place where you can begin to evaluate obstacles in terms of things like the effort and resources it will take. You will also need to think about how well you feel prepared. You'll need to ask questions about if you have the necessary skill sets or if you need to do more preparation. You also may need to think about where it fits in terms of importance. Other goals may be more important at the moment, and this might be something you'll come back to. Some things may be very important, such as healthy living through diet and exercise, but maybe you need to start with some things like creating time to walk before you go to the gym or other training situations. Maybe your personal relationships are critical, but you want to be healthy first. So... For the time being, you are putting relationship things on hold. The point is, you need to be aware of what your goals are and find a balance of what is important and what you can reasonably begin to work on now. As you make progress, then you may stick with the goal area or you may decide to add in early aspects of another goal. As all of this is happening, the key will be to honestly monitor your progress. Are you doing those things that move you towards your goal? Are you cheating or slipping in some way? Be willing to notice and acknowledge those mistakes, but don't make excuses. A good example is something like, if you had a goal of going to the gym four days a week, but that quickly became only one or two days instead. Don't make excuses about the weather, work, or whatever. Instead, take it as an opportunity to say, I'm glad I'd figured out that four days was too many for right now. I'll set my goal at two. Then look closer at what it will take to get to three days, and four days, and so on. What are the barriers, and what are the solutions? This is about becoming educated about your planning. Sometimes you will find you can push yourself to the extra two days, so you're going four days a week, maybe through sheer determination. At other times, that won't be the barrier. This is where you need to be willing to use the information to do better through honest evaluation. You don't want to play games with yourself, identify what the barriers are. Is it something like determination or something else? And use that to make better progress. Other common examples can revolve around things like procrastination. You need to be willing to notice where that hesitation to begin starts. What is the barrier? Is it a thought, a feeling, some other distraction? When you are able to identify that aspect of it, then you are empowered to make some adjustment and procrastinate less. Often, procrastination is simply related to doing something else that is more enjoyable. So maybe the first attempt to fix it is, do the thing you're procrastinating on a little bit, maybe only five or 10 minutes. Then do the thing you would rather do. Then you can make progress and you may find procrastination goes away, at least for that specific thing. In episode two, we covered that it can be good to start with some smaller, relatively easy goals. This is to help build your skill set of being aware, making adjustments, noticing barriers, and pursuing progress. By starting with at least one easier goal, you are becoming more skilled at the behind the scenes actions that allow you to make progress. People who are overachievers are often the extreme example of people who have already learned how to manage their goals and quickly improve their progress. This is the skill set that you can improve as you do well with your easier goals. Then take this improved skill set and continue to enhance and strengthen it as you tackle bigger and more challenging goals. More challenging goals will almost always have more requirements, and you will need to develop the skills to make that manageable. This will almost certainly take more time. Think about it as practicing the actions you need to be proficient. The overall goal may require more effort because of things like competition in areas like athletics, employment, and relationships. There's a good chance you aren't the only one with that goal. You may need to practice exerting more effort for longer periods of time. More challenging goals may also require more specialization in terms of needing to learn more specific, focused kinds of information. Professionally, this may mean more education, pursuing internships, or other sorts of training. In an area like a relationship, it may require specializing in your partner, which may sound a little unusual. However, this is almost certainly part of how couples that have been together for a long time can become so successful. They have put in the time and had the opportunities to specialize in the likes and dislikes of their partner. There's a good chance it wasn't just easy, at least for many couples. Priorities have to do with considering in what order you will pursue your goals. Resources. Have to do with what you will need to accomplish your goals. It may be helpful to think of these as falling into three categories and how much influence you can have over them. The three categories that may be helpful are skill sets, tangible things, and opportunities. In general, these categories cover those things that are just about you, they cover things that you will need, and they cover your interaction with others. The most challenging goals are those that require the most resources, such as advanced skill sets, expensive or rare things, and unique and difficult to establish relationships. You can probably think of some categories where goals would be exceptionally difficult, such as jobs or hobbies that require expensive equipment and knowing someone in influential positions. This isn't in any way to say that these resource-intensive goals should not be pursued. Rather, If it is your goal, make sure you don't overlook something important. How will you develop the skill sets? What will you do to have access to those difficult or expensive materials? And how will you begin to form relationships that will be necessary? This planning is where you can often identify more immediate goals, like learning how to develop important relationships or learn essential skills. Much of this may seem somewhat common sense, which is somewhat the crux of it. If it really is common sense, why do people struggle meeting their goals, and often experience suffering that can lead to giving up? A likely part of it is that because it seems straightforward, they overlook the seemingly easy steps. However, by overlooking those easy steps, they then make mistakes that go unnoticed. It doesn't occur to them that some of these seemingly simple things could be that important. As an aside, I use the word suffer here as a way to describe the feeling we have all felt when something didn't go the way we wanted, despite thinking we had it all locked up. Maybe it was a relationship that felt right but didn't work. Maybe it was some professional or personal goal that somehow slipped away. The feeling of suffering is universal, but to some extent it is avoidable. In that sense it is different than pain, which can be thought of in this case as a physical outcome of some injury. One of the fundamental goals of this podcast and the Empowered Simply resources is to help clarify how pursuing our goals is a process that can be approached in different ways. The more we become aware of ourselves and how we can orient ourselves with respect to our goals, the more likely we can make progress and be more empowered. We will almost certainly experience suffering, so we can learn to use it as information and appreciate the ways in which it can help us be aware and improve. Suffering is universal, though there can be a tendency to believe that what we experience is worse, at least when you're really suffering. In many cases, this is related to us being better at noticing our suffering that we try to hide from others than the suffering that they are also trying to hide. We can be too distracted to notice, and they can be effective at hiding. The problem with suffering can then become that we try to avoid more suffering through thoughts and actions that don't actually help. Without getting too far off track exploring the topic of suffering, we'll refocus on goals and we'll come back to explore the topic of suffering more in the future. As we pursue our goals, carefully writing them down and refining them, we can then prioritize them and make better progress. Through this process, there will be suffering. For now, it is important to accept that it will happen and cannot be completely avoided. It may be minor or it may be powerful. We can, however, learn to approach it differently. Think of going on a long walk or hike, and you've reached the point where your feet are a little sore. Maybe your back is uncomfortable, and you're probably a little bit hungry. You knew going into it that it was going to be fun, challenging, and that it would lead to some discomfort. So what do you do in that case? You often just notice this discomfort and continue on. People often talk about it as carrying it with them. At that point in the hike, you can't avoid it, and you knew it would happen before you left. You take it as part of the process. If you hadn't learned that part of hiking is some discomfort, you might instead experience those feelings as suffering. People who suffer on a hike would probably avoid hikes in the future. For your goals, it can be a huge help to know that there will be some challenges and that you can expect them and use that as helpful information. Just as in the hike example, learning to expect some discomfort allows you to move through that as something that's to be expected. In terms of pursuing your goals, you should also expect there to be challenges. The suffering can start when you aren't willing to acknowledge that discomfort is normal. It's important to know that discomfort is part of the process of learning new things that take effort. It's also important to remember that you can decide what goals to pursue. As you think about your goals and the actions you can take, it can be helpful to also be honest about the discomfort that you should expect. When you encounter some discomfort, pause, notice it, remember you knew it was coming, and consider it as an indication that everything is going as planned. Then check your notes. Are you still making progress? Are your actions still relevant? You're hiking now. A little discomfort is to be expected, not resisted. Remember, the only easy goals are the ones you've already met. So, that's a lot to think about for now. Honestly, think about your goals and how you will prioritize them. Do you need to take into account and learn and address some smaller goals before you move on to larger goals? Consider the resources you will need as you pursue your goals. Is there additional work you need to do? Or other things you need to plan. and Remember, just as with a hike, things will be challenging at times, and discomfort within reason is to be expected. Use that as a chance to notice where you are, reorient yourself to your goal, think about any changes that you might need, and move forward. In episode 4, we're going to spend some more time on strengths and weaknesses, understanding what we can do to identify them, and take advantage of them. Thank you. Please join us in taking the next step to become empowered simply. As always, thank you so much for taking time to listen. Thank yourself for making time for you. Please be willing to put in the time for you, articulating your priorities, evaluating resources and formulating new goals, and expecting and embracing discomfort within reason. If anything I am saying is helpful, or you think it may be a good fit for someone you know please share this podcast or our resources until next time.